Hello, welcome. My name is Joe and I am your host. Today I want to talk to you about something that I don't know if it's new or not, but I've just started to notice it more. Uh, maybe as I get older, maybe as I get more involved with uh, people, parenting, I'm noticing more and more parents, if you question anything that they did, and I don't mean directly, I don't mean like, hey, why did you do that? I mean like you say, hey, here's something that I think about now. Parents take it very, very personal, and they get very, very angry. Uh, and I want to talk about that today. I want to talk a little bit about some common pitfalls that people do in parenting, and then we're going to talk about what's coming up. Let's kick it off. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, so let's talk about this. I've had my grits. I've had my coffee. Well, I'm working on my coffee. And I am scrolling Facebook, and I come across this conversation where two people are very upset because someone posted an article that they didn't agree with, I thought. Turns out, they actually didn't even read the article. They were just upset about what the article said because the article said that something they did was dangerous. And they felt that they, they were being judged because the article said something that they did was dangerous. Now, here's the thing. What you have to consider there is it's the, the people who wrote the article, the person who put the article up, didn't know that they did that. It wasn't like, hey, there's Tom and Sue. I want to make sure that they know that I think it just happened, right? And so and so they felt judged. And, of course, I put air quotes around that because one of my concerns today is anytime we disagree with someone, they feel judged. And that is becoming a dangerous precedent. Somebody wears a MAGA hat, uh, they're judging you. Somebody says, I don't like the MAGA hat, they're judging the MAGA hat wearer. Somebody says, I like Trump, you're being judged if you don't. Some Well, somebody says they like Trump, they are being judged. Just watch the news. Uh, I guess that goes both ways probably, but with parenting particularly this happens. I'm not kidding you, two days later someone stops me. I was at a grocery store, local grocery store, picking up some, some lunch items. And someone's very upset, and, and I saw them, they saw me. I'm, to be honest with you, wondering, are we going to talk? And sure enough, they walk up and... Hey, how are you? Not very good. Well, what's wrong? Well, I'm just tired of people judging me. Well, whoa, like, okay, we're in the middle of Forest Hills Foods here, but all right, tell me about that. And and the judgment is that something they did might not have been best for their kids. In fact, it might actually be something that put them at risk. And I, I, I thought I was living in the Twilight Zone. I thought maybe, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher was going to pop up because I was being punked. None of those were true. This person was legitimately angry that someone told them that they didn't think something that they did was best for their kid. In fact, it might be dangerous. So I said, well, did they know that you did it? Well, no, because here's the piece of information. My daughter hates it when she reads books and this happens, so I'm going to do it to you. Sorry. Here's a piece of information that you need to know. The person I was talking to, her children are grown. They're out of the house. I think the youngest one is almost 30. So they're out of the house. And so the person who was talking to her about it didn't know, didn't, I don't think knew, according to, according to what she told me, didn't know. They were just talking about the research that the person was reading. They happened to be a child specialist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Why is this? Why do we get so angry when somebody says, oh, hey, here's something new? It's, it's like, it would be like my parents getting mad when we we're like, hey, seatbelts save lives. And because I rode a, a lot when, when I was a kid without a seatbelt. When I was little, I probably was a teenager before I wore a seatbelt every day. They didn't know. And I think part of the problem is we gotta, we got to kind of step back for a second. Why would someone get angry? Well, first of all, we all want what's best for our kids. But we've, we've moved that goalpost from we want what's best for our kids to we'll be perfect parents. And anytime someone suggests that we're not, right, because if you did something that isn't best for your children, then you're not the perfect parent, we get angry. Even though we give lip service and intellectual assent to the idea that we know we're not perfect, we still have an emotional reaction to the idea that someone is criticizing us. And automatically becomes judgy, even if they're not criticizing us. If they're just saying, hey, uh, I think feeding babies crayons is unhealthy. And back when your child was a baby, that was all the rage and everybody did it because it was better than getting a vaccine. You flip out. I think it's because we think we're perfect parents, even though we know we're not. We're caught with cognitive dissonance. And so to combat that, we have to take a step back and we have to, first of all, ask ourselves some principles. We've talked about principles how they run our lives and many of the other episodes. One of the principles that I just live by is the truth, truism, that there is nothing that will be a greater invitation to regret than parenting. When we parent, we will almost always be able to look back and say, I could have done that different. I could have done this different. Ooh, I could have done that a little bit better. And I think in our narcissistic society, we just don't like that. We just don't like that. I'm a, you know, avid uh, proponent of fill in the blank. And then when somebody says, well, I don't like it. Well, wait, haven't you heard my brilliant argument? And, and maybe you're not, maybe I'm the only one guilty of this and these two other people that I know. Maybe, maybe there's just three of us in the world that are guilty of that. But we have to start with that. Almost everything you do, you will be able to look back and say, oh, I could have done this different, that different, this way different. You could have done it differently there is almost always the opportunity to look back with regret and think I could have, should have, would have. And it's important that we remember that because that allows us to then have a little bit of grace for ourselves when things change. Because one of the other things that we have to consider with parenting is the truth that with parenting, there is an issue of sometimes you make the best decision with the information you have and later you get more information that helps you realize that even your best information that you had wasn't really that good. And that's okay. I had a conversation with a peer's parent one time about this. I would say, I bet you 15 years ago, my daughter was maybe one. My oldest, I now have four, where my youngest is six. And he was talking about how they had picked one particular area to not battle with their kids. And fairly conservative family, fairly uh, uh, traditional. But there was one area where they kind of bucked their peers at the time. All of their peers are going one way, they're going another. And we were talking about, you know, this thing called parenting and the idea of regret and information. And he actually told me, he said, that's actually a battle I wish we had fought now that we didn't. But he thought that because his kids regretted it, and they kind of pushed on it. And then when his kids got kids, so now his grandkids, 
they switched back. The kids switched back and they're like, no, dad, we're, we're glad you and mom didn't pick that fight. We actually understand it now. And so one of the realities is, is that information that we have is constantly changing. It's hard. It's difficult to accept that, especially when it comes to something as important as parenting that is so, right? I mean, is there anything else more important? Your marriage and your kids, your family, setting them up for success and realizing you're going to make mistakes. We don't like that idea. You will make mistakes. I was a coach for a number of years uh, across a number of different sports, all at the high school level. And one of the things that I saw was kids who played because their parents made them. And I always said, I'm never going to make my kids do that. Sports would take over the family's life. And even to this day, I think it's, it's wrong. My oldest one day, so, so with my oldest, we didn't make her play sports. We, she played soccer when she was like four or five. And it was ASO. It was very low key. And then she didn't want to play anymore, so we didn't make her. And one thing she said to me one day was, you know, maybe you and mom could have made me do a few more hard things like that, you know, play sports a little bit more. I think she was in eighth grade when she said that. She wanted to go out for the softball team, and it was just uh, craziness. But it didn't work out because of her age or something. I don't remember. But she was like, you know, as I look back, I kind of wish you and mom would have done that. It was hard to hear, and yet at the same time, I get it. We, we were re- reacting, responding to this idea that we don't want sports to take over our lives. We don't want it to take over her life. We don't want her to think that her worth is based on her ability to play sports. And certainly, I still have all of those concerns for sports today. Now, my middle two daughters, they both played sports a couple years. My, my one daughter played soccer for a number of years and finally aged out. And she's done. She doesn't want to go on to do the more competitive portion of it. We didn't travel everywhere. One of the things that we did was we made sure that we didn't do that, right? And one of the things that happens is, is we look at things and, and, you know, you hear research. Well, you know, if kids who play sports do better. Yes, that's true. But kids who are gone all the time do worse. So there's a balance. There's a price. There's a, there, there's a price and a payment. There is a value and a reward. Value is what you get. Price is what you pay. And so in that area, people are paying things that I'm not willing to pay. If you want to see people get mad, just say to them, I'm just not willing to pay that. I I don't uh, want to have to run all over the fine state of Michigan every weekend at the whim of my daughter or son's sports schedule. They'll get really angry because they believe that they're doing what's best. And if they're doing what's best, then everybody should do that. And anybody who says that it isn't best is saying that they're not doing what's best and therefore they're not best. And the truth is, they both could be wrong, right? They could be wrong. I could be wrong. We could all be wrong. But there's this thing that we don't, we just think we're not going to make mistakes. In fact, most of the problems that I see with, with younger generations coming up, they come from that belief. Parents are paralyzed by the idea of making mistakes because they're, they're, they're going to do better than their parents. They're going to be perfect. And they're not going to mess their kids up, which good. But you don't mess your kids up by not making mistakes. You actually mess your kids up by not loving them. So if you're loving them, you're probably not messing them up, right? You might make some mistakes that do mess them up. They can be overcome, right? One of those is, do we have as much inf- What's the information that we have? Do we have all the information that we can? Yes. Then you make a decision. And I've talked about this before. I think this is because we look at life like a chess game, which is purely logical. You can find the spot where the person who lost lost, and you can play out the rest of the game, or you can play it backwards to that point. Life's a lot more like poker. You play with the information you have, which is almost always incomplete. 
What motivates my oldest daughter does not motivate my youngest daughter. What motivates my youngest daughter does not motivate my middle daughter. What motivates my middle daughter does not motivate my son. And so on and so on and so on. You make the best decision based on the information you have. Now look, there are some people when I have this talk, they want to talk about their parents because their parents were abusive, their parents were mean. I'm not, I'm not excusing poor behavior. I'm not excusing anything outside the realms of be kind, speak truth, right? Any of those things, they're out. I was talking about this one time to a group of people and somebody said, well, my dad, uh, and she actually meant her stepdad, my dad beat me physically. Nope, nope, that's wrong. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about things like, okay, no, you can only play one sport this year. We're going to co-sleep. We're not going to co-sleep. We're going to use diapers. We're going to send our kid to preschool. We're not going to send our kid to preschool. Uh, we're going to spank. We're not going to spank. Those things, we've, got, we've gotten to the place where we can't have discussions about anything we hold close to our heart because if we do, we're being judged, and it's, it's personal. And yet, if I say to people, do you think you're going to make mistakes as a parent? Well, absolutely. Well, then why are you getting mad when somebody questions you? In fact, the, the woman who, who stopped me and... Forest Hill Foods, which if you don't live local, that doesn't mean anything to you. It's just a grocery store. I said to her, I said, well, do you think that you made mistakes as, as a parent? Absolutely. Then why are you mad that somebody pointed out one that might be a mistake? Oh, you just don't get it. And here's a phrase that I, I, I am not a violent man, but it just drives me insane. When people are like, well, you just wait. When my daughter was born, I loved being a parent. Well, you just wait till she's in her twos. I loved her when she was in her twos. It was amazing. You just wait till she's in her threes. Okay, that one was a little bit of a challenge. Just wait till she goes to school. I loved middle, uh, elementary school. I love middle school. I love, love high school. You just wait, you just wait, you just wait. It's like we want people to fail. And so I think this is the other thing. We run into so many people who they don't want you to fail, but they communicate that they want you to fail because they want to make themselves feel better about their own failings. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't think they actually want you to fail. They just want to fail better about their own feelings. So they communicate to you in a way that conveys the idea that they want you to fail. And it's insanity that that's how it breaks down, but that is what happens. I see this played out in different parts of society all the time. Uh, we just, we're always looking for the exception. We're looking, not we, everybody, but as a society, it seems we're always looking for the exception. We're always looking for the place where we can say to somebody, yeah, but. And if they're doing good at something, we don't want them to feel their oats too much. In fact, there's a really interesting study done about how people want you to succeed until you do. And it's, it's so true. Or somebody who loves parenting will often be accosted verbally by someone who doesn't like parenting because they have to tell them how hard it is. And that kind of brings me to my next point. We're obsessed with how hard parenting is. And I think it's because we've mistakenly believed that easy means good. Right, so the first thing that we've got here is, is we, we've got a principle that we've got to consider that there's nothing more than parenting that will invite us to regret. Nothing that will invite us to regret more than parenting. Nothing that we do will almost always be able to look back and oh, I could have done it this way, could have done it that way. Then, then we, we act, we have cognitive dissonance on, on our own perfection level, right? On our own ability to make mistakes. And then we get caught up in this idea that I need to justify my own mistakes by bringing yours up to light. I, we, we've lost grace in our society. We've lost this, this idea that we can be gracious. We've lost this idea that we can hear things that we didn't do. Because like I said earlier, sometimes we have information 
We have all the information we have. It's incomplete. And later we find out more information. Like, man, if I had known that, I wouldn't have made that decision. And we're good. A lot of people are good with that in every area of their life but parenting. And then this, we get obsessed with this idea of parenting is so hard. It's so hard. Like right now, we're in the middle of a snow apocalypse. The world is ending. Our governor's declared a state of emergency. One of the major highways just a few miles from here is closed down because people were wrecking. I wonder how many of them had four-wheel drive and didn't realize that four-wheel stop, which, yes, most vehicles have. If you have brake pads on all four of your vehicles, on all four of your tires, you have four-wheel stop. Uh, or any type of brakes on your on four tires. But four-wheel stop doesn't work quite like four-wheel drive, and so that highway is closed. And so so schools are closed, and the YMCA is closed, and, and daycare is closed, and what am I going to do? I'm stuck with my children. Joe, you're mocking them. A little bit, I am. I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit. Because, of course, parenting's hard. I just read an article this past weekend, 13 things that, that healthy couples do uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't use it because two of them I just totally disagree with. They don't have kids. And here's just a little free tidbit. Beware, parents, if you enjoy parenting, it's coming. There's going to be a push to limit, not, not to limit legally, but there's going to be a push to have less kids. It's going to be, you got to do it for the environment. Do it for climate change. Do it because it's just better for your relationship. And that was this entire article. Half of it was just about couples that are healthy don't have kids. That's hogwash. You can have kids and be healthy. It's just work, hard work. And we've lost that idea. If you want to get my wife fired up, just tell her how lucky she is to have a decent relationship because she'll tell you, no, 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 it's not luck, it's work. And, And so when you take all of these and wrap them together, one of the things we have to consider is we operate on the information that we have, and sometimes it's not enough. And yes, it's hard because it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, I don't like, why would it be easy? That's my question. Why would parenting be easy? Parenting is you're shaping an adult. And this is what, this is one of the pitfalls that people fall into. They treat their kids like pets. And I know that's an inflammatory statement, but it's true. We just want them to be quiet and be obedient. And if they're not, we get caught in, in, in a power game with them. Right? Just, just listen. I snap my fingers. You listen. If you don't listen, I'm going to just flip my stuff. Or, or whatever. And so we, we run into this, this power game because it's hard. And when it's hard, rather than we're acting with consistency. And look, I'm talking to the choir here. My kids, my wife can tell you times where I've certainly done this. Rather than responding with consistency, we respond with intensity. And it just comes down to consistency. Consistency wins. But if you're caught in a power game because you're so wrapped up in your own head about how hard parenting is, you're going to get caught up in the power game with your kids and you're not going to be parenting. You're going to be playing in a power game where where they actually, so they're disciplined, they win because you danced like a puppet. The question is, can you enjoy something that's hard? And let me tell you, there's things about parenting that you don't enjoy. There are things that have to happen, uh, whether you have a child that goes through a rebellious stage where they're just mean and you've got to constantly be battling and shaping. Uh, Maybe you have a child who goes through some really awful things that are outside of even their control, stuff happening to them from classmates. That's excruciating. 
But you're going to have to accept the fact, brutally accept the fact, that life is hard. Parenting is hard. You do not have to be the perfect parent. You will have regrets. Your information will grow. And you'll think back and be like, oh man, if I had known that then, I probably wouldn't have done this. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad parent. It just means you made the decision based off of what you did. You will make mistakes, like true blue legitimate mistakes. You might be passive aggressive. You might yell. Who knows what you'll do? Go make it right. Go say you're sorry. Go tell them I'm sorry. Uh, In an earlier podcast, we talked about what do you do when you screw up, when you legitimately screw up? Just make it right. But then you're going to have to embrace the fact that you're not perfect, and it's okay. Not everybody who criticizes you is judging you. They're criticizing what you did. Or, and this I think is true more often than not with parenting, somebody who disagrees with you, they just disagree with you. Not everything is personal. Teach your kids that by example. Not everything is personal. right? You're going to have different challenges as a parent. Embrace them. I was thinking about this last night as I was laying in bed. My son is six. I'm almost to the halfway point of my youngest son, my youngest child being in my house. So I still got I still have to pour into my wife. I still have to build into my wife. I have to build into my kids. And I've got to make every moment count. I've got to let them struggle. I've got to find ways to push them. I've got to look at the decisions I've made and, and compare it to the new information that I have. One of the things that people, I think, fail to do so much in relationships is they fail to embrace the idea that they're collecting information about the people they're in relationship with, whether it's their spouse or their children. You're collecting information all the time. You have a map that they're giving you a little bit each time. And so I need to find out what motivates each child. What is it? How do I best communicate to them so that they hear me? And this is the one that, like, I'll I'll just be transparent here for a minute. That's the one I struggle with because, like, I'm the dad. I'm busy. I don't have time to sit here and play a game. Just, just dirt. But that isn't how it goes. I don't mean game like a board game. I like board games. Some days. Or, like, my son wants to wrestle. So I'll wrestle for two minutes. Well, he wants to wrestle for 20 So I'll wrestle for 20, then he wants to wrestle for 30. And at some point, obviously you have to stop for work, but also at some point, I'm going to have a lot of days to do work when he's out of the house. I've got to balance those two. Not a fear-based parenting. I'm so badly, I want to write a book uh, about not being fear-based in your parenting. Just embracing the moment, acting off the information you have, and trusting the idea, dare I say it, that love wins. Consistent love wins. Letting your kids have consequences. Sometimes that are hard. Sometimes that are easy. Giving them consequences and realizing it wasn't severe enough because they really didn't care. But embracing the fact that I'm not perfect. That people are going to look and say, well, I don't think you should do that. That's okay. I'll just say it. I am a pro-co-sleeping parent. We have co-slept with all four of our children my son, there was never a crib in the house for actually my, my three youngest. That's not true. For my two youngest children, there was never a crib in the house. My son doesn't even know what a crib is. In fact, he, he has never slept on his own. Oh my goodness, Joe. And I've heard this. You're going to raise him. He's going to be emotionally crippled. You haven't met my kids if you think that. But okay. 
like, and I'll listen to people some most days, some days. If it's just opinion, I'll usually shut it down a little bit quicker than I will if they're like, well, what about this or what about that? You don't have to co-sleep with your kids. Do I have a severe problem with cribs? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, school. I don't like that school starts so early that we have like preschool. A couple years ago, a friend of the family, her son was uh, evaluated for his readiness for kindergarten. It came back not ready and she wanted to do it. And she asked us what we thought. And I was like, I don't think you should do it. Here's why. And she said, but preschool is free. Daycare isn't. I said, that's a terrible reason to make a decision. Got very angry with me. In fact, I I had that whole conversation again just a few weeks ago with somebody completely different on Facebook. At least the other time was, you know, eyeball to eyeball. Money's a terrible reason to make a decision like that. In my opinion. And you asked my opinion. So why are you mad? Well, I'm going to do it. Okay, go ahead. I just think you're wrong. But that's okay. You can think I'm wrong. Now, here's the thing. I sent some of my kids to preschool. Young fives. I wish I hadn't. I heard about a schooling system somewhere else where they don't start till eight. And oh, how I wish I'd done that with my son. We're homeschooling him for the early years. For for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to get into here. Mostly because I'm up against it for time. You can disagree with me and we can be get along all right. And you know what? Maybe in five years I'll look back and be like, man, you were right. But all we can do, all we can really expect of ourselves and of other people is take the information you have and make the best decision possible while simultaneously accepting the fact that you may well learn later that you made the wrong decision and be okay with that. At another time, we're going to have to talk about you can create space between you and your kids. Like when I go to bed, I tell my kids, okay, this is mine and your mom's time. I'm going to read. Just chill. Unless the house is on fire, somebody's arm's broken, or the Lord Jesus himself shows up and tells you to come up and come in, just stay out of my room more or less. Now, they still come in occasionally. Sometimes they'll come in and play games. Right now, the the game of the moment around my house, uh, analog style, is Mancala. The digital game right now is either Wordscapes or some game where they're decorating rooms. And, And that's okay. Right? You can create space, but that's a whole nother podcast because we think intensity is going to win even in the amount of time that we spend with our kids. They, they can play on their own. That's okay. And you can look back and say, man, I wish I had played with them more. You can look back and say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that you're ever going to look back and be like, I, I, I just spent too much time with them. Unless you spending time with them is, is somehow trying to insulate them from the stretch places of life that they have to go into in order to become a functioning adult. Again, another whole day. Okay, so what about you? What's something that you do in parenting that's hard that you have looked back and said, oh, I should have done it that way? If your kids are older, what are things you've looked back and said, hmm, I wish I had done it that way? What about like kids that are out of the house? What are things that you've done that you've looked back at and like, oh, whoops, messed up there, and you were okay with it? Love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on my webpage at joemartino.com. That's www.joemartino.com. Would love to hear from you. You can also find me online at Twitter and uh, facebook.com forward slash joemartinocounseling. I do want to let you know that we do have a parenting conference coming up. We're going to start launching a two-hour seminar one day a month, every sat- or one Saturday a month uh, throughout the year here at our Lowell office where we discuss and tackle parenting issues 
uh, two-hour format. My wife will take one hour. I'll take one hour. There'll be breakout times. Uh, come basically for two hours and then go home. Be I think it's going to be $15 a person. So if you're a couple, it would be $30. If you are a single parent, it would be $15. You can bring the step-parent. Bring whoever you want, uh, but we're going to take that on uh, one Saturday a month. Be on the lookout for that on our web pages. The first one coming up is Saturday, February 9th. More information will be out soon. Also, we are still taking registration for our marriage conference, joemartino.com forward slash relationship. Seats are filling up, so if you want to get in, it is a name your own price. I do want to tell you, if you go to register, the price thing pre-populates with a number. That's something that the uh, credit card processor does, but you can put in any number you want there. So whatever you feel you can afford to pay, pay that. Come to the conference and have a good time and hopefully learn how to have a better relationship, any relationship. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.